Hello and welcome, Friar Town. Today is May 6th, and we are going to be joined by Friar Great, Junior LaMamba. I am Billy Ritchie, and this is the Friar Podcast. Welcome, everyone, back to episode 16 of the Friar Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Billy Ritchie, and today I'm joined by a friar who did a lot of winning when he was on the Providence Friars. He was part of some great teams, notably 2014-2015 and 2015-2016. Every time this friar stepped out on the floor, I would say he was a leader, he was a defensive presence, a 3 and D guy, and a glue guy. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest here for episode 16, I'm honored to have Junior LaMamba, number 32. Junior, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. 100%. Like I said, you know, we were just chopping it up before the show. It's like I was on campus, um, you know, as you guys were sort of coming into your own. And we love having recent alumni on the show. But before we get into that, I want to know, what was Junior LaMamba's favorite Providence restaurant when you were on the PC Friars? That's a good one, man. Um, obviously, the food in Providence is great all over the place. Um, but one restaurant that I really enjoyed was uh, Sienna. Sienna, yeah, yeah, definitely. Consistently known as one of the best. Great choice. Um, <laughs> actually, actually it's just, I think it was in the final four of, um, you know, they do like those brackets nowadays where they match up the restaurants against each other. So <laughs> that, that was in the Rhode Island final four. So great choice. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so... Let's start from the beginning of your basketball journey. Let's bring it back to Montreal, Canada, where you grew up. But for those who don't know, you actually played high school basketball in the States. You played in Madison, Wisconsin, where you just happened to be the second leading scorer in your high school history. And you also played for two Canadian junior national teams. So you had a lot of different things that you worked on in the game growing up. Tell me how you grew up playing basketball and what it was like playing basketball in Canada. Um, it was It was different. Um, I started off playing when I was about, I want to say, seven or eight years old. And uh, I played for a small club here. And obviously everything in Montreal, well, on my side of the town was in French. So I, I, I grew up playing basketball, but in French. Uh, but I used to always watch, you know, games on CBS, the Big East, UConn and stuff like that, play on CBS on Sundays and stuff like that. So in the back of my mind, I always wanted to play in the U.S., play Division One basketball and uh, uh, make the jump to play pro. So uh, it, it, it was crazy, but at the same time, it, it was nice. It was, it was great. It was a great experience. So tell me specifically about playing in Madison, Wisconsin. Like you had a lot of high school success. Like what, what was the secret to your high school success and like your teams doing so well? Um, I think for whatever reason, we had a lot of good athletes, a lot of good basketball players at my school. Notably, most people that used to go to my school ended up at Marquette. Uh, I ended up going a different route. But, you know, I played with guys like uh, Jerome Maiman, who started off at uh, Marquette and then moved on to Tennessee University, uh, Vander Blue. And, uh, you know, one of the pros that really made it to the NBA from my high school is Wes Matthews, who used mm -hmm. to always come back and stuff like that. So great guy also. Um, so, yeah, overall in high school, it was great, man. We had we always had good, good, um, good teams. We also had a good coaching staff. Um, that was able to put all the talent together and have us gel as a team. And um, that basically put us in position to compete at the highest level and win. Me personally, I won two uh, state championships. And um, 
not too many people know that, but I think I'm like the first ever player in Wisconsin Division One history to to have two gold balls. So um, yeah, that 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 was my high school career there. Very cool, and obviously led to some great college success as well. But what was it like also suiting up for the junior national team? Like you know, wearing that Canadian flag across your chest and representing your country. Uh, definitely a, a a feeling of uh, pride. Uh, just having that jersey on, you know, just going to Toronto, working out at the um, um, where the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors play. I think it's the Air Canada Center, yeah. And uh, just being there, being around other guys, you know, Andrew Wiggins. I remember Andrew Wiggins was on my team. Uh, he was young and stuff like that, but very talented. Uh, just going back, going back home, quote unquote, and representing your country at the highest level, playing against different countries. That that was. That was that that was a good moment and um yeah I was very proud of that. Very cool. I mean, great to play with those awesome talents and you know bring the game of basketball over here to the states, but in terms of college, you made one stop before you went to Providence College and that was at Cleveland State. Yeah. Why don't you tell us why you decided on Cleveland State coming out of high school and then and then we'll get into your time with the Friars. That's funny. I usually don't really speak on that, but uh you know, it's, it's, it's been a while and there, there's no hard feelings toward that school or anybody else, you know, whether the coaching staff, anybody that was a part of that team. Um, well, I chose to go to Cleveland State ultimately because, you know, as a high school um, recruit, you, you know, you get a lot of promises and stuff like that. And uh, I remember around that time, Noah Skoll, um had just made it to the NBA. And um, I remember him calling me when we, we was on the phone for I mean, we spoke a few times and uh, he, he was just telling me that it would be a great fit, that I'll be able to develop there as a player, but also as a man, you know, all that, that good stuff that I ultimately believe that he, he meant that. Um, but unfortunately it didn't work out for me that way. Um, I got hurt. I think the last week of um, my first summer session there. And uh, from there, it kind of went all downhill. You know, I tried to, as, as a first year, as a freshman, you want to play your first year. And um, I kind of rushed myself back into the starting lineup. Um, so basically, I had a foot injury. So I had, I had to get surgery. And uh, I mean, they told me I had to wait about six, seven months. But, you know, as a 18, 19 year old guy, you don't want to hear that. You know, you, you want to you play the game. You know, you love the game. So you want to get back to the court as soon as possible. So you kind of rush yourself into it. And, um, yeah, it, it didn't feel too good. So uh, ultimately, I decided to go a different route. And uh, that's how I ended up at, uh, at Providence. Got it. And, you know, as a competitor, of course, you want to get back out on the court as soon as you can. And they say everything happens for a reason. So that led to you coming to the Providence Friars. Now, sure. with the transfer rules back then, you had to sit out a year. And it's a little bit different nowadays. You can just transfer and go right and play for another school. Right. So tell me what it was like sitting out that year. And do you think that the kids nowadays have it better not having to sit out a year? Um, well, I could, I can only speak from my experience. Um, I don't know for the other guys, you know, some, you know, everybody want to play. So as soon as you want to tr you transfer, you want to get back on the court and play and hopefully make it to the next level. But in my case, um, like I said, I was still a bit hurt. I was just getting back into the flow. So that year gave me, it allowed me to, to not only work on my game, but, you know, get acclimated with the system, with the players, with the coaches, with the city. Um, 
with the with, with the conference, you know, playing in the Big East, that's a whole different ball game right there. And uh, so for me, it was great. Uh, I got to practice every day. Uh, I was in the weight room with Coach White almost almost every day. And um, uh, same thing with Sham God. You know, I spent a lot of time with Sham God. You know, we spent a lot of time in the gym developing. He's one of the guys that's, you know, I, I, I view him as a big brother. He's always been there. He always, uh, I don't want to say kept me, mo- uh, kept me uh, motivated, but he was always that big brother there, you know, just to tell you, keep going, work on this, work on that. And that actually spent the time in the gym with me um, amongst other guys also. So uh, I'm very grateful for that. And, um, but yeah, like I said, you know, I got, I spent the whole year practicing, going against Bryce Cotton, you know, in practice every day that it has to make you better, you know, somehow, some way you got to get better off of that. So it was a great experience for me. I mean, Sham God, he was on the show, like we were talking about before, just an amazing human being, love how he gives back. And like his story is just incredible. You can't really make it up. And before we even actually get into the 2014, 2015 Friars, when you got to Providence, Rhode Island, what did you think of the city? Like, what did you think of of Providence as a whole? Well, I was glad to be back on the East Coast, honestly. Uh, There was no time differential with, you know, Calling back home, you know, is it, it, it just felt good to be back on the East Coast, honestly. And um, I mean, Providence, it is a small town, but you you can feel the love for the game of basketball, you know. Um, and unlike other other schools where there's football teams and stuff like that, basketball in P- at Providence is the main is is the main attraction, the the main event, you know, if you want to call it so. I always felt that love whenever you went to the mall and stuff like that. You always had some fans stop you, ask for autograph, uh, you know, just have conversation with you out of nowhere. So that that's that always felt good. And I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids <laughs> who would be coming up to PC basketball players asking for their autograph in the mall when I was a kid. I remember that was like the the coolest thing in the world. Like, you know, if you could potentially run into a player and, you know, you guys, like I've said on some other shows, you guys are heroes. Like growing up playing basketball in Rhode Island, that's what we aspire to be. Um, and, and that's a really cool thing to be a part of. And I know a lot of guys feel that way, you know, about the experience. So, yeah, overall that, you know, I, I've always liked the um, first time I got to Providence, I fell in love with Providence, you know, a small, uh, very intense city, if you want to say that love basketball. So, so yeah, that, that was good for me. That was, that was it. We're certainly a basketball city and you suited up for the Providence Friars to start in 2014, 2015. And, it was an emotional, I'm sure it was an emotional roller coaster ride. You had such a good season, but there were some tough losses down the stretch to Nova and of course the Dayton loss in the tournament. Like, can you tell me like what it was like in the locker room that season? Like you guys really seemed to come together. It, it just seemed to, you know, come with some bad breaks towards the end. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned that, you know, that Villanova game, I still remember. Uh, you know, what's crazy about that. Um, I was actually sick around that time, um, before going up to New York for the, for the Big East tournament, um, we went out for a team dinner. So we went to an Asian restaurant. I can't remember the name. It was kind of by the Dunk, um, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Um, anyway, long story short, so we get there, we start eating stuff, spending time as a team, um, having, a, having a good time before heading out to New York. And, uh, you know, guys on the team are like passing out sushis. And me personally, I'm not a big, I've never been a fan of sushi. So I ended up trying a few, you know, the dragging style, the, the whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, 
long story short, I got sick. So I had a uh, allergic reaction to, 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 the, to sushi. Yeah. So I had cold sweats. I couldn't sleep at night. Um, I remember Tyler Harris was my roommate. And uh, yeah, that, that I couldn't sleep that night at all. Uh, woke up, I was, you know, filled with sweats and stuff like that. So yeah, I, that, I had bumps and stuff like that. Anyway, long story short, that was, it was, it was a bad time for me, but you know, when you're in the Big East tournament, you kind of like, you got to fight through it and be there for your teammates no matter what. So um, yeah, to, to go back to that Villanova game, um, I think we should have won. Uh, I, I felt, you know, and I still feel to this day that we, we had the game in our hand. Uh, but you know, sometimes it happens that way, man. It is what it is. So yeah. For sure. And I think we all felt that way. You guys battled so hard. And I'm glad you told that story because I think that describes who you were on the team, you know, as, mm-hmm. as, a, as a leader and somebody who was always going to step up. Um, yeah. But let's let's go to the 2015-2016 team. Let's transition to them. Like, what was the difference between the first team, the 2014-15 team, and this team? And uh, we'll, we'll, talk about, I, I, we'll talk about the NCAA, you know, breaking the NCAA drought, if you will. But, like, what, what was the dynamic on this team comparative to the year before? Um, I don't know. Um, obviously for both of those teams, you know, we had great team, great team chemistry, that type of stuff. But I believe I was a junior back then. So now going into your senior year, um, with guys like Chris, who else was a senior with me? I can't remember. Um, I think it was just me and Chris. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So basically me and him being roommates, uh, spending time, a lot of time together, and trying to just will our team, our young team, to, to, to the NCAA tournament. Um, and obviously, my role kind of changed a little bit. Uh, I became more of a leader. Um, I got a little bit more opportunities on the court also. So that kind of all played a role into um, making that team a, a special special squad for me. So, yeah. So let's talk about what was Ed Cooley's reaction when you guys pulled it off, when, 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 you, won, when you won that NCAA tournament game against USC? Honestly, I, I can't even tell you what was his reaction because we were all just happy. You know, I, I've never been a part of a, a locker room that happy, not only because we won, but, you know, because I felt like we won that game not only for ourselves, our families, but also for the city of Providence. So just knowing that we also break, you, you know, we broke, um, I think, I think, I think we broke it. I mean, we broke the drought, honestly. I can't remember the last time you guys well, PC beat a team in the first round. Uh, but, you know, just being a part of that team, that's history right there itself. So everybody was happy. Man, I can't even remember how, what was Coach's Cooley reactions. Everybody was so happy taking pictures and jumping around. It was, it was a great atmosphere, yeah. And at this time, you were coming into your own. Like like I said, like, you know, defensive presence, you know, always adding in a bucket to compliment Chris, you know, when he was coming down the floor. You guys were a great combo backcourt when I say the word glue guy like that's what I think when I think about junior mama I think as a leader and a glue guy like he brought everybody together to become better what do you think about like your time at PC um that sums it up right there being a glue guy uh which was ultimately something new for me but I embraced that role man um sometimes you have to I guess you could say sacrifice what you want for the better of the team. And uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, my goal has always been to win and uh, to help my team win, to be a part of a winning team, a winning culture. So 
being a glue guy for me was just an opportunity not only to get on the floor, but help my team win games. So, uh, yeah, I was fine with that role. I actually embraced it. And it's crazy to know that to this day, people recognize me for that role. And, um, you know, they embrace me also as a glue guy. So that's it feels good. Yeah. I mean, I think of so many timely defensive stops. I think of like a nice three from the corner, you know, in transition, you know, a dunk to get the crowd fired up. Like that was, to me, that's junior Lamamba. And, and it's just great to think about those teams and how successful they were. So transitioning to now your relationship with coach, I'd love mm-hmm. to know, like we've talked to multiple players in the, in the 16 episodes and they talk about their relationship with coach Cooley, especially coming in as a transfer, you know, what's your relationship like with coach? Um, we had a good relationship. Um, <clears throat> one thing I've always appreciated about Coach Cooley is he he always treated me, well, everybody on the team, but I I'm, I'm I'll speak for myself right now. Um, uh, he always treated me as a man, you know, no matter what. And what I liked about him is he knew how to defer games and off court activities. So the same Coach Cooley that you see on the sideline at the dunk is different than the one that you that you see on campus or in his office. So um, that's one thing that I really appreciated about him. It was always all fun and games and giggles off the court, but when we laced them up, it was, it was time to handle business. And uh, obviously as a coach, you have your game plan. Uh, players, we also come in with aspiration and stuff like that. But ultimately, like I said earlier, the, the goal was always to win. And that was number one on my list. That was number one on his list. And I think we definitely had a mutual respect for that. It's great to hear. I mean, so many people in the media say that like he's such a fun guy to be around and, you know, he's probably going to end up in media someday after coaching. Probably. You, think, you, you think so? Yeah, he'll be a great guy, man. He He's funny, man. He's a, he, he's a great guy, man. He has a, he also has a good heart. So yeah. Shout out to coach. Cool. Love it. And let's now talk about your relationships and your longstanding friendships with your guys. Like I, I think as a fan of the team and like somebody who's met a couple of the guys is like, your your guys, Chris, Ben, Ladante, Rodney, like those are, those are your guys. Like you know, how often do you keep in touch with them? And like you know, how special of a bond do you guys have? Oh man, those guys are my brothers, man. Uh, yeah, when we talk about like brothers, those guys are really my brothers. Um, we, I mean, we, you know, with Instagram, Snapchat, text, man, we. You know, we have groups together, so we we always talk to each other, man, through video games. Um, I'm not too big on video games, but you know, that that's how we communicate sometimes. And, uh, they actually came up here. Um, cause every summer I have a basketball camp here in my hometown. Uh, they came down here a few, I think two years ago. And, uh, yeah, we just had a great time, man. They came down as the special guests, uh, to my camps, which made my city go crazy. Uh, kids in my neighborhood go crazy. And, um, I mean, we got, we, we, we got to spend some time together also, you know, it's the off season. Everybody's just either in Providence working out or wherever working out. So it was great to just get back together and have a good time and uh, yeah, keep that, uh, keep that bond that we always had. Love it. And it just, it just, like I said, like I could see in your guys's group, like how close you were, like how yeah. you guys were just, you were cool on the court and cool off the court. And that, and that was really nice to see, like, you know, as, as somebody has been a fan for the team for a long time. And I know a lot of people felt that way. So let's talk about your transition to Western Kentucky. 
So yeah. you obviously have some great friends. You have a great relationship with coach Cooley. You're trying to finish your college career and make that next step and play professional basketball. What was it like transferring over to Western Kentucky? Um, it was, a it was a transition. Uh, number one, having to leave Providence was kind of hard, you know, Providence, I've, you know, I've, we won a lot of games. We had a lot of good times, good memories there. So, um, Leaving there was a bit hard, but at the same time, you know, that was the best move for me in terms of making it to the next level, which is playing pro. Um, so I remember I went I, and I told Coach Cooley um, and he was he was receptive. He and this is why we, we still have a good uh, relationship to this day. Um, I went down to Providence like two, two or three years ago, summers ago, right when they built the, the practice facility. And I walked in his office and it, it was like the good old days, just like if I was playing, I'm still playing on his team. So there, there's no issues there. Uh, but as far as Western Kentucky, uh, it was a transition. Um, got the opportunity to go there, play a uh, new position. So I was a full-time point guard there, uh, which ultimately helped me get a few deals overseas also. Uh, so in terms of the best move for me, that was the best move for me. And I mean, also there, we, we had a good uh, coaching staff led by uh, Coach Stansbury. Uh, we had um, as assistant coaches, Coach Cheeks, which is at uh, Boston College, uh, Shamar Williams, who played at uh, UNC North Carolina, and uh, Coach Q Aquinas White, who, uh, who just led um, the Houston uh, Cougs to the, the Final Four. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we had a good coaching staff and um, I got the opportunity to play a little bit more, showcase my talent. And uh, yeah, that was it. Shaman Williams, that that that's a name. Yeah, Sh yeah, go Shaman. <laughs> yeah, he can play. He used to practice with us too, uh, sometimes, and uh, he still got it. That's awesome. No, I actually didn't know that, but um, like you said, it, it led to your next step, your dream of becoming a professional basketball player. I, I believe you started your career in Norway. Um, you know, f please please feel free to t tell us about what it was like playing overseas. It was good. Uh, actually, my first shot played in Cyprus, so right near Greece. Uh, so yeah, I, I went, I played in, in Cyprus. I also played in Norway. I also represented uh, my national team because uh, I'm, I'm Congolese, I'm African Congolese. So I actually got a chance to represent them as they try to qualify for the Olympics. Um, and I think that was in Tunisia. Anyway, long story short, just playing overseas, uh, playing abroad is just a great experience overall, you know. Uh, you get to experience other people's lifestyle, uh, different cultures, different food. Um, also learn a little bit of different other languages. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I understand Norwegian or Greek and stuff like that. But just being around a different culture, it feels good. And also uh, being away, um, you know, you, 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 you have family members that, that takes trips and come visit you, and, uh, which is good. I mean, it, ultimately, that's good for them and myself you know because I, I i get to have family around me and for them it's like a it's like a free trip basically so um now it's always good to play uh, abroad and see how the game of basketball is uh is known worldwide so i mean the life experience of it just seems so cool to play abroad you know you look at somebody like bryce for example like he, he he's he's you know a sensation over in australia yeah. now yep 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 um <laughs> if you ask me he's probably gonna end up staying there uh he's uh you know you, you know just like myself he's uh he's a great 
um, individual, but on a basketball court, he's a different animal also. So, um, yeah, he, he's having a great career um, down in Australia. And, uh, yeah, hope, hope for the best for him over there. Yeah, we got a lot of Friars playing overseas, and it's great to watch. I love following that. But that actually leads to my next question, which is, who do you think was the most talented Friar that you suited up with? Now, I don't want to get you in trouble because I know your boys with a lot of the guys. Like, But, like, who do you think was, like, truly the most talented guy that you played with? Um, I mean, I'm biased, obviously. Um, I got, if, if anything, I got to go with Chris. The real question I think the fans always want to know is, like, what was it like playing at the Dunkin' Donuts Center? It was great. Almost every game was a packed house. Um, and, I mean, they were basically like our, our, our sixth man, you know, just having just their presence, you know. They always gave us chills. They always, you know, gave us a boost, an extra boost, you know, to keep fighting, to, to try to win games, to cut out some games also. Um, so playing at the dunk was great, man. And, um I mean, just to go along with that, I can't, I can't think of one memorable, like uh, so many great moments at the dunk, man. Um, one of the great moments that I can say for, for me was uh, my senior night. Uh, just being allowed to, you know, walk down the court uh, with my family, with my mom, with my sisters. Uh, I think that, you know, and knowing that it's senior night, so it's your last time playing at the dunk, it, kind of, it, was, it, was, it was a pretty emotional night. And um, that's one of the best memories I have at the dunk, honestly, other than the, the on-court uh, activities, of course. Yeah, I mean, the senior night for us even is special because we can see that, you know, that this isn't just about you guys. It's about your families as well. Right, right. It's about the whole journey of, you know, becoming, you know, you're a student athlete who becomes, you know, when you graduate from college, you go out into the world, you go out into the real world, like we just assume all the time that it's like, you know, you guys are, you know, it, in, in Providence specifically, Providence mm -hmm. basketball is our professional team. So we forget sometimes that you guys are growing up through the process. And like, it's really cool to have your families there and, you know, to share that moment, you know, in front of 12,500 yeah. fans. Mm -hmm. Just, just, just the, the opportunity to share that experience with my family. I think that's, yeah, that, that's up there with some of my best memories. For sure. And to conclude, Junior, it's been an awesome time chatting here. You have some final, you have some final thoughts for some Friar fans, and you know your time with the Friars, and you know the future of the program. Uh, Friar fans, um, you know it's Friars for life, man. I'll be, I'll be a part of that family for for a while, for forever. Um, I can't wait to be back, um, in Providence either this summer. I mean, whenever the this pandemic uh goes away, man, I can't. It's crazy. But um, yeah, Providence, um, as far as the play, the younger guys, you know, I'm still watching from afar and um, hope for, for, for some great success uh, for you guys, for us, because I'm still part of that family. And uh, yeah. Well said. I mean, you know, as, as a longtime fan, you know, now I have this show, I saw a lot of great wins and you were the reason behind a lot of them. Like you, you always Thanks, brought the man. team together. Like you were a leader. Um, you know, you always got that defensive stop when you needed it. You always took on the biggest assignment too. That's something we never even talked about. It's like, you always took on the biggest assignment in terms of the offense on, on the opposition. So thank you for the great memories. Thank you for the wins. And um, you know, we wish you, we wish you all the best and we're glad you could join us for the show. So junior Mamba, thank you for coming on the Friar podcast. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me and a uh, great show, man. Thank you. Go Friars. Go Friars.
We'd like to thank everyone for listening to episode 16 of the Friar Podcast. And of course, a special thank you to our guest, Friar Great Junior LaMamba. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Friar Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud if you enjoy our content. And of course, go Friars. Thank you.